0: Lights, camera, action.
1: Hello and welcome to the 56th edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitball in Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as Join by us by Keenan Bonner, Sean Shute and Jack Harper. I told you we'd be back and here we are. That's a Terminator joke if you missed it. The matchup <laughs> we'll be getting into today is 1991's Terminator 2 versus 2012's Dread. It's judgment time. How's everyone doing today?
2: All oh, good, all oh, good. How are you? Good, mate.
1: Golden. No better time of the week, is there? Other than maybe watching the films. Two films that I've not seen next week, so uh, looking forward to that. Last week, we, uh, we, I think we set the bar a bit higher, so people may have higher expectations coming into this week. We'll say now, not always that good. Don't want to <laughs> disappoint people. Last week was particularly good, but we'll do our best. Sometimes depends what we're working with.
0: Yeah, I mean you can't do it all, can you?
1: <laughs> it just so happens that we had a lot to say about our swords and uh, teenage girls being kidnapped in Europe and Algerians. So <laughs> maybe we haven't got as much to work with.
0: But anyway, Obviously, we'll do our my best. My views on the nation of Algeria are forever changed. <laughs>
1: Terminator 2 then I mean one of the most popular films in the bracket me and Keenan I think we said before we did our own uh, selection Sunday here so all the films in the bracket we selected and Terminator 2 was one of those that we agreed almost if we didn't have it in and we showed the bracket to anyone the first question would have been uh, where's Terminator 2 one of the mm-hmm. highest rated action films of all time Made a stupid amount of money. Yeah, yeah. So uh there we go. I mean the synopsis we broke what we did on the last bracket, didn't we, where we always went for the first rather than sequels. So mm. yeah, a cyborg.
0: Uh, we've put it in time order now, have not it?
1: Yeah, but I mean even in the last one the last bracket we only did the original in the series, I believe, whereas we've got Bad Boys Two and this one we got Terminator Two.
0: I'm pretty sure this Terminator 2 is the one that's in it because I said I didn't want to watch Terminator 1 again.
1: Well, it was before 1990 anyway, so we couldn't have been in there.
0: Let's do it.
1: A cyborg identical to the one who failed to kill Sarah Connor must now protect her teenage son, John Connor, from a more advanced and powerful cyborg. Critics' reviews then. So, while bigger isn't always better... Writer-director James Cameron's follow-up is genuinely bigger and better in nearly every way. Have we all seen Terminator 1? I know Keenan's just referenced it there.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I've seen it, but I actually watched Terminator 2 first. I, I, There's one of yeah, those... Me too. When you're a kid, and you're upstairs in your room, and you get, like, three channels, and one of them is like, really poor. I remember just watching it one night. It just being hooked straight away.
1: Yeah, I... I've seen one and two. That's where it ends for me. I've seen some of three and didn't continue. But I think it is bigger and better in every way. I do agree with that. I was a lot more hooked the second time around than I was the first.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. This is my this is actually my my contention with a lot of sequels. I don't know if it's still the same now. Maybe it's not. But like back then, obviously, you do number one. They give you the money they're going to give you. If it's a success success, they just throw a shitload of money at you for number two. Yeah. So I don't understand. I know like money doesn't always equal instant success, but you've got more time and more more to work with. How on earth do so many people fuck it up?
1: Well, yeah. they, no, they no, tried no. giving Cameron like 10 million for this, and he was like, no, no, we're gonna we're going to need a lot more than that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got more money for it, and then they just like, Put so many people they thought, oh first one made a lot of money let's throw more money at it. we'll make more money and there's so many people I don't know if, for what it is whether the money just goes to red. but so many people managed to fuck it up
1: I respect that they were like look first one was good we're not not having Arnie in the second one so mm-hmm. we'll just bring him back as a good guy this time I
2: yeah. think that's probably why you're so much more invested in it because you want to get behind Arnie you don't want him to be I bet back. you do <laughs> <laughs> hey um, but going back to Keenan's point, it is hundred percent right. I, the way, the best way to sum it up in my view is Star Wars. Like they've gone to Disney, and what they've <laughs> done is copied the exact <laughs> same blueprint as the original trilogy for the new films, and they've made it with so much more money and so much more effect, and it's still worse. Yeah, I don't understand how you fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Was that sneeze? shoot obviously that (laughs) that sounded so wet we need like a shoot soundboard of all of (laughs) the that
3: actually sounded painful
1: that's like one of them it was like you tried holding it in and just played
3: Uh,
1: good times like a dog when they shake their face (laughs) (laughs) it was a bit like that yeah (laughs) uh No matter how bad the sequels get, they can't undo the greatness of Terminator 2. This is a movie that will live forever. This Mm. time, Mr. Heavy Metal is on the side of the good guys. Naturally, he isn't quite as much fun. That's just Mm. a person that was legitimately just rooting for the bad guys the first time around, because he's got a lot more personality in this one, and he's a lot more fun.
2: And they actually make a point of teaching him to be fun with John Connor. So he's always going to be more fun. Um,
1: It proves that crackingly fast entertainment doesn't have to be mindless, and it manages to do so with an endearingly cheeky sense of humour. Cheeky. The best efforts of highly trained talents are not enough to save the picture from its own deep-rooted foolishness. Some people had to hate it, I suppose. That's how these things work. (laughs) Uh, Shamefully sadistic, achingly dull and totally predictable. It rehashes the far superior 1984 original. Sadistic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sadistic. I was trying to process that one myself. That's
1: like they've just watched a Serbian film and then written a review of Terminator 2.
2: Yeah, based off it. <laughs> like there's we no point.
1: The Serbian film that could that would be something. We're not doing a pod on that
0: shit <laughs> again. That's Shoot's favourite film. Yeah, I says more about him than it does anything else. <laughs> If that's genuine, your favourite film, really? <laughs> I've never watched it. Oh, okay. That's fine. You are that guy, though. That's a weird thing. <laughs> I, I didn't even question that for half a second. I was like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Uh, Cameron directs with a huge amount of style and personality, effortlessly jumping from the 6.4 million original to the 88 million sequel. <laughs> With more than half a dozen extremely cool action sequences, it's not a couple of so-so scenes that will make it any less an unforgettable movie and one of the best crafted Hollywood action flicks I've ever seen. And finally, it's Cameron's show. He's the reigning king of movie power with dark wit and a poet's eye for mayhem. T2 cost a reported 100 million and you can actually see where every penny went. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. I think so.
0: It's like complete bullshit because I don't care what film it is You can you. No one knows what the actual costumes are. It's like it baffles me outside of the wages. But sometimes when it's like yeah, it's hundred and fifty mil, and you're shocked. Where the fuck is that gone?
1: But this more than others, you do see sometimes where you see the budget, and you're like, I don't understand where this mm. went
0: well i see i said this to one of the lads i work with he's 15 he's probably 15 years old than me so he saw this when it came out and he was like at the time he was like genuinely this is like the cutting edge this is like the top yeah off. and i'm watching some of the cgi and i'm thinking maybe it did and maybe it was really expensive back then the bit the bit i will reference is when he walks through the prison bars fucking cracks <laughs> me up I, I, honestly it's so it's so bad it's good you was, messaged
1: was... me saying every time he gets shot, it looks like they've got an Aunt Bess's tin as a bullet yeah. hole.
0: Yeah, when he hits you <laughs> with a shotgun, it looks so sure you buy them Yorkshire York, uh, ready-made Yorkshires? <laughs> they come in a little pie tin. That's what it looks like. It looks like someone just slapped one of them on his torso.
1: A little jam tart. Well, I'm real. Would that be a better film if every time he got shot, a little jam tart came
0: out? Probably not, because I'd have been starving at the end of it. He gets shot about a thousand times.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was craving them the other day, jam tart. Weird. Trivia. So production took sufficiently long that Edward Furlong visibly aged during the shoot. He's clearly much younger in the scene in the desert, for example, than in the other scenes. His voice actually began to break and had to be pitched one level in post-production. He'd also grown so tall over the months that for one scene shot later the schedule, he had to stand in a hole in the ground in order to maintain continuity and height difference with Linda Hamilton. <laughs> It only took about eight months. What? Well, I know only eight months, but he must have just at peak puberty in the middle of filming this. Yeah,
0: that's, that's, that's piss poor luck for them, really.
1: I remember that, that being a thing with one of the Harry Potters where there was a big thing about their voices breaking while they were recording it. Maybe Chamber of Secrets. Because I didn't know what your voice breaking meant by then. Yeah, fair. Ah, well, embarrassing when that starts happening, isn't it? It's janking up. Huh? When
2: your voice, when your voice
0: starts
1: it. squeaking, huh?
2: I've never had to worry about it because <laughs> my voice has been the same since I was ten years old. It's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's perk for you.
2: Yeah, that's the one silver lining.
0: <laughs> I genuinely this will make you roar, but I, I, mine didn't go till proper late on. So I was like, <laughs> I was, like, I, I, was I, I was like quite tall, just unlike like the highest pitch voice you can ever imagine. <laughs> it's
1: fucking ludicrous. I think mine was relatively early, but then I swear we got to sixth form. And it happened to enough people around me that mine would break in little bits, <laughs> in the odd bit. Just synth- to to sympathy. Yeah. Um, Robert Patrick, who played uh, the T-1000 and also uh, rejected an interview with us this morning, Trained in a rigorous running regimen whilst breathing only through his nose in order to be able to appear to run at high speeds without showing fatigue on film. He trained so hard that he was able to catch up with Edward Furlong on his dirt bike with great ease, so he had to slow down considerably. I read things like that and think he's written that trivia himself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this is like Britney Spears where she's run the 100 metres faster than Usain Bolt. I mean, I do... Sorry. I was just going to say, he's logged on one day and thought, you know what? (laughs) i <laughs> have yeah. enough people whispering about this and might think it's true
1: i do give some behind the scenes on it for when people uh do reject us and i said on here before a nice polite rejection perfectly fine no issue his uh publicist whoever it is, responded not avail they couldn't even be bothered to say not available <laughs> not a veil with a full stop was the message
2: wow there Jesus! Go. what did you expect from the Terminator what
1: an asshole maybe she's Algerian listen to last week's episode <laughs> 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 he's going nowhere near this <laughs> the Los Angeles river sequence Arnold was in lots of pain because he could not wear a glove while cocking the gun so his fingers would get stuck in the mechanism he tore the skin from his fingers and hand many times before he mastered it. And he was frequently hitting Edward Furlong with the gun while trying to reload it. So one time, almost knocking the young actor out. he had so, to achieve all sorry. I got a bit Simon,
2: you go.
1: <laughs> he had to achieve all this while trying to act and control a Harley at the same time as James Cameron telling him where to look. He couldn't dart his eyes either, because it would have ruined the shot shooting the gates also took weeks of practice because he had to act cool while doing it. We got there in the end.
2: He got there in the end, sorry mate, but that is something that I noticed watching it again last night. He hits him in the face with a gun. But he like goes he goes to holster it after he just blown the laureate when they're going down the LA River. And he like goes to put it like in the holster and it smacks the kid in the face. <laughs> and he's just they've just left it in there. It was and just it that many times the- there. <laughs> yeah, you can. he must have come desensitise it, but you could tell it hurt him because he like grimaced a little bit, but obviously didn't move enough for them to take it out. They must have thought at that point with so many takes because they just you just can't get him to do it properly. It's probably I think, thinking it would we'll just leave it in. <laughs> There's some
1: trivia about the casting of um, Edward Furlong's play John Connor, and part of it was that they found out that he didn't have a dad, which is harsh way of doing the casting if you. If you've got if you've got a dad there and that just makes you ineligible. But they say that him and um, Arnie got quite close on set, and Linda Hamilton said that she would listen and she would cringe as she's hearing like at whatever age Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to tell him how to speak to girls when he's like ten years old. And she said she just had to walk away because it was too painful to listen to <laughs> him trying to be his like replacement dad on set.
2: Oh. Weird. I mean, that does say a lot for the chemistry between them, two, those two, because for as robotic as Arnie Axe, obviously, being the Terminator, the chemistry between the two is pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um, Linda Hamilton's twin sister, Leslie, was also used as a double in scenes involving two Sarah Connors. For example, when the T-1000 was imitating it and in a scene, not in the theatrical release, but on the DVD, as a mirror image of Linda, so they had all these special effects, but they needed to get her identical twin in to do scenes where they have two of her. He's a bit lazy to me. Cheaper, I mean, he's
2: got an identical twit, twit, why not take him back? <laughs> That's and what I, they imagine, did with
1: Big Daddy, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I imagine the twins probably thinking, like, get me involved. I want to be <laughs> in the Terminator. <laughs> if, you, if I had a twin,
0: and they made it as an act, like as an actor or actress. I would be offering just to be their stunt double. Yeah. Pay me pay me a decent wage, and if you want to launch me for a window or something, yeah, say the least. But you know try in mean? And then you've also got the bonus if they're proper up there, like Linda Hamilton being famous or anything. Probably better if you're a bloke, to be honest, because you yeah. if you're a woman, you're probably getting pestered constantly. But if you're a bloke, you've got the idea, the bonus that you look like an A list film star. Yeah.
1: Uh... This is the only Terminator film to win or be nominated for an Oscar. It won four out of the six it was nominated for. Oh, wow. According to James Cameron, Linda Hamilton suffered permanent hearing loss in one ear during the elevator shootout because she didn't replace her earplugs after removing them between takes.
2: Have you had any great work?
1: (laughs) I don't don't know if uh, you can claim that one back. That's negligence on her part. Right, it's true. Industrial Light and Magic Computer Graphics Department had to grow from six artists to almost 36 to accommodate all the work required to bring the T-1000 to life, costing $5.5 million and taking eight months to produce, which ultimately amounted to 3.5 minutes of screen time.
2: <laughs> when we were talking earlier, Byron, about when we went, well, obviously not together, but we both in went <laughs> on the Terminator ride at Universal Studios, they must have... Sought to recoup some of that 5.5 mil because all it is is just those things coming, <laughs> yeah. So they must have just recycled them and put them in the right.
1: Yeah, I think that's before I'd even seen anything of Terminator, I just knew who Arnie was, and that was about it. Yeah, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was given a slightly used Gulfstream 3 airplane worth about US 14 million by producer Mario Casar for accepting the role of the film alongside his salary. So, to so that's 14
0: like, mil plus a wage.
1: Yeah. Fucking hell. That's, that's like, like when you're in dodgy deals like with agents now. Like right. Neymar's dad just had a couple of orders arranged for him and he was like, I'll take my son wherever you want him to go. I <laughs> oh, he wanted a used plane. They say slightly used as if that's like downgraded and it's not still a 14 million plane.
0: Yeah, this is it. Oh, it's second hand. Yeah, it don't matter. It's a fucking private
1: jet. <laughs> uh, the damaged Terminator look in the climax of the film took five hours to apply and an hour to remove. Despite the film's R rating, numerous children's toys were released and were a financial success. I was never really a action figure kid. I don't know if any of you. I think the closest I was a couple of wrestling figures in I mean, A few wrestling yeah. figures. You weren't,
0: weren't about went about action man back in the day.
1: Yeah, I think I had one, but I've never wanted to properly like play with action figures. I don't think. Uh,
2: um, Legos
1: I, probably as far as I went.
2: I had loads. I had like two. You know those like storage boxes that you can get I had, like two, three of those full of just action, <laughs> action figures, Batmobiles. <laughs> okay, we, did in the, we did in the house as well, mate. I got. Yeah. I had younger
0: brothers, so we had. They were just everywhere. Same.
2: So I used to do things like I'd tie string from my bedroom window into somewhere in the garden. I'd just, like, zip line all my action figures into the garden. <laughs> action Good. man, all the customizable things. I used to love it.
0: You were a lot more conscious of their safety. We would, we would just be bombing them out the window. <laughs> yeah. They'd be, be free-falling, mate. Let them go.
2: <laughs> See, whenever I watched Toy Story, I was wanted to kind of get a group of the bad ones. I remember having Dr. Doctor, Doctor Freeze from Batman. Legend. Yeah, figure one of those, and I thought I could stick a firework to this, see see what would happen.
1: I did actually, a toy store, I think, was the only thing I really was like OTT on. I did have a lot of Buzz Lightyear's and a Woody.
2: Same, I've got the actual ones still somewhere at my parents' house. Bit faded, but the the actual, you know, the buttons that you press and they say the same. Yeah. Legend.
1: Um,. Given Arnold's US 15 million salary, so 15 million alongside his jet, and his total of 700 words of dialogue, he was paid $21,429 per word. Hasta la vista, baby, cost $85,716.
2: Worth every penny.
1: And they also changed that in Spain to try and make it Keep its uh, comic effect. Yeah,
2: because I suppose.
1: It's a sayonara it, baby.
2: Yeah, in. It says. No way, because <laughs> essentially, yeah, if uh, you're watching that in Spain, it's kind of like, well, okay.
1: <laughs> when we did um, the podcast on Die Hard, when they play that in Germany, all the uh, German names changed to English ones. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like Craig and Dave. Yeah, and Jack. Dave the terrorist. um
1: The scene where the Terminator reboots after being shut down by the T-1000 was not in the script and was only added during editing because James Cameron felt the audience would not be able to understand how the Terminator returns to deliver the final blow. According to Arnie in his book, The Life and Times, Cameron contacted him who was going to visit his friend Bruce Willis for Christmas. Arnie and Bruce spending Christmas together is sensational.
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: To come back for shooting that crucial scene, Ultimately, Schwarzenegger had to cancel his plans and film it. The scene where the Terminator pulls the impaled metal rod was shot on Christmas Day itself. No way. When you're being paid 30 million, you can't complain about working Christmas.
0: I was going to say, skipping a bit of turkey, but for 30 million, you're all right, really, aren't
1: (laughs) you? This was the first ever film to break 300 million at the international box office. James Cameron cast Robert Patrick as the T-1000 after seeing and in Die Hard 2. Over one million feet of film was shot and printed.
2: Uh, as, we out, sorry? as we found out, we watched our copy of it this week.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the alternate ended. They're like, I don't know. Yeah,
1: that was very spinning. This I got that in part of our trivia. Um, <laughs> Director James Cameron's own screams for what you hear for the death of the T one thousand. So, the weird noises is just James Cameron screaming in that, the booth. That really threw me off when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is this? And it's just James Cameron. Obviously, thought no one else could truly do that noise the same the same way he did. So, like just... a,
3: a baby dinosaur dying.
1: And instead, it's just James Cameron walking
3: with dinosaurs.
1: Um, more explicit shots of the arm cutting scene were removed as James Cameron felt they were tasteless and unnecessary Linda Hamilton turned down a part in another movie after hearing a simple outline of the plot by James Cameron her only condition was that Sarah Connor's character should have evolved no longer being a meek and feeble waitress she wanted to be crazy
2: See, she pulled this off really well because we've exchanged a few messages about that she's just so annoying. Like, <laughs> she's just such a bitch. Like, everything about her in this film annoys me. No matter how much I love the film, which I do, she just annoys me. I don't find myself rooting for her at all.
1: She's forcing their kid to reload the gun in the back of the car. Yeah. That's all he's uh, good
2: for. And then, like, after being rescued. It's like, oh, he shouldn't have come. (laughs) Come on, give him a pat on the back or something.
1: The date of the fictional judgment day, August 29th, 1997, was chosen as the anniversary of the Soviet Union's first detonation of an atomic bomb in
2: 1949.
1: Mm -hmm. Billy Idol was director James Cameron's original choice to play the t one thousand. But ironically, a motorcycle accident prevented him from taking on the role. (laughs) And then he goes on to be a star in The Wedding Singer. So two very similar films. There was a concern as to how realistic CGI would look when it came to the helicopter going under the bridge. So the pilot just did it for real. That's what you get with an 88 (laughs) million budget.
0: That's that's funny. fucking, fucking minnow, to be fair. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> also, a nice thing when the the pilots hearing people debate. I wonder if we can make this realistic. Oh, I can just do it. For, I can just do it for you if you want. Yeah,
0: I'll it. Bang on. Um,
1: Denzel Washington turned down the role of Miles Bennett Dyson. He's quoted as saying, "No offense to Jim Cameron, but when I read the script, I thought all he does is look scared and sweat. I had to pass."
2: <laughs> that is brilliant because that is so spot on
1: could have had Denzel
2: I know but it's not a memorable role is it, it is literally... <laughs> <laughs> he just gets attacked attacked, and then attacked again and dies yeah he was
1: seemingly like, very forgiving like, he also believed it very quickly
2: yeah <laughs> like when they sat around that table I was being shot in the back <laughs> by a they were all sat there around this coffee table planning on oh yeah let's go and blow up my place of work he must we have been really made...
1: from the edge of death to being able to, to just run down and try and uh take i mean i have to i away. have
0: to i have to admit if i'm sat in my kitchen trying to have a trying to have a cup of tea and arnie's ripping his arm off i'm probably gonna be like yeah all right mate what are you after <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's attention catching to say the least yeah,
1: but even when he's holding the bomb at the end, uh, waiting for waiting to set it off, I just it's a bit bad for him, but... Oh, hey, look, it's his he, fault. Was
0: gonna, he, he was going to end the world. What do
1: Well, the world ended anyway, so...
0: Oh, exactly, he did, but he's uh, done his bit stopping it. Now.
1: Um, Arnie said that during the making of this film, he would never play another evil character again but he later played the villain Mr. Freeze in Batman and Robin 1997. <laughs> what a film. How do you manage to get this film? To show all <laughs> every, the shit
0: every week. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you don't even like it yourself. At I this point, I, I actually believe he doesn't. He just knows it
1: riles, it riles us. <laughs> Arnie oh. says, as much as he appreciates the longevity this film has, he wishes he could have created a film as good as Crank. <laughs> 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 Very well done. Nice. I'm glad TK watched Crank 2 recently, giving it the respect it deserves. Um, right. Body count of this film, 23. And oh, bad. something me, me and me Jack found. So, an alternate ending for this movie was filmed but cut, which saw an elderly Sarah sitting at the park telling a story about the Terminator, watching John playing with his daughter. And tying his, I'm echoing from someone tying her granddaughter's shoes. Director James Cameron decided not to use the ending and replaced it with the unknown road ending that was used in the final cut. So, Jack, we were both very confused and we clearly got the 2017 copy where it was remastered and put in 4K. I'm echoing from someone I don't know who it is.
3: <laughs> I can hear it as well. I don't know where it's from. The...
2: I can't hear the echo, so it must be.
1: Alright. Um, so, yeah, me, me and Jack got this ending it's quite a nice ending a bit too happy maybe for the film that you're seeing but i think when me and jack said it it was like they thought we could end this nicely but then they thought we could also make another couple of hundred million from this so <laughs> yeah. go where the unknown road ended
2: <laughs> yeah that, that's exactly what they've done because you think of even recently all of the new terminator films they've come out yeah could have all not happened because of that alternate ending.
1: With fairness, killing Arnie didn't stop them making a sequel. So even if they went with that one, they probably would have uh, done it. Mm. There's also a version where you see um, oh, what's his name? Is it Carl Reese in the in the first one? Is that his name?
2: Uh yeah, Carl. Yeah,
1: Carl Reese. Yeah. Um. So he in uh there's another version of that ending where he's also in the park and then it would make no sense because then if they changed it then how does he father john connor when that never would have happened so
2: so this is the thing that kind of had to try and wrap my head around because the more and more time concept films come out down down the years as they have done the more that the average timeline is time is infinite so whatever happens in the past has always happened in the past so that would have meant that there would have been more terminators and more arnies coming back in that that's
1: that's actually what from what i gather the direction they go for these like fifth sixth yeah 15th terminator films
2: so i hadn't seen the new ones yet no but but Um, that would make sense
1: time traveling films essentially They just waffle and say whatever they want, but then at the same time just always say, if you see yourself in the past, do not make contact. And that's just the golden rule that goes across all time travel films.
2: And they all seem to make contact somehow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So there we go. Um, That is our trivia. So if we go on to the categories... Rewatchability, this is between 2 hours 15 and 2 hours 35, depending on which uh, version of the film you see the theatrical cut, the director's cut, the 2017 cut, etc. Sean, how rewatchable do you think this film is? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good film,
3: but it's too long to be a, a, a top tier rewatchable. I'd watch it
1: again in
0: about a year, probably maybe two years. Do you uh, echo the same sentiments, Keenan? I do actually. Yeah,
1: I think it's good. I didn't like I, the last forty
0: minutes of it, from basically when they when they go to kill the fella and then they go into the um, geez, uh, the center time. I can't even remember what the company's called. Now. Yeah. Um, center when they go and then they go from there. Uh, it's That's brilliant. toothpaste, didn't um, it? Center <laughs> is what's it called? Rotine? Yeah, Sorry we don't thank you, that's it. You didn't know where I was going. Um <laughs> Yeah, from like and then they get in there. That that's
1: brilliant, but I wouldn't I don't think I'd rush rush to put it back on, mate. No. Nah. I compared it to you, didn't I, saying that it reminded me the first time I watched it when every time you think he's dead and he's just not dead. Like them wrestling matches you'd watch when you were younger where you'd think he can't possibly break the pinfall this time.
0: <laughs> he does. <laughs> and
1: then somehow he would for like the nineteenth time.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Yeah, I felt like when he gets
3: it, when it's from the frozen one, and when you get when it like all the liquid comes together again, you just
1: think, oh my bit god, a bit too how easy, how wasn't it? Out? That freezing him and then just shooting him was a bit too simple. Yeah. Yeah. Like in um, Endgame, where they kill Thanos in like the first twenty minutes, you're like, hmm, <laughs> this was a bit too easy, <laughs> and obviously it was.
3: Yeah, I think kind of. Um... Well, let's put it this way. If we weren't doing the pod, I don't know when I'd have next watched it. But if I was, you know, I wouldn't choose to rewatch it. But if it was on, again, the ITV2, that kind of category, I'd probably put it on if I scrolled past it.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was... I don't think it's particularly rewatchable. but I think there's quite a lot of films in this bracket and maybe some of the ones I like the most I don't think about re-watchable. So mm-hmm. there's no slight against it. I just... I think the runtime, as we said, takes away from that a bit. Jack, you're probably the biggest fan of the film here. Is it rewatchable for you or not?
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not going to be watching it again for a while just purely because of the runtime. It's just.
1: So, I mean, it's I, not rewatchable. Well,
2: I, well, it is, but it is a great film. And it, it does have a limit on how many times you can watch it within time. Yeah, tarpa. I
1: mean, rewatchability doesn't mean you never watch it again, but. Just kind of,
2: yeah, it's that's how me. Soon
1: you'd watch I mean, the last again.
2: time I watched it was probably about eight years ago, so that goes to yeah. show. <laughs> um,
1: I we go on to the quotes then. I think has to love Easter, baby, is a fairly uh, obvious one we've got there right from the jump.
0: Come with me if you want to live this is the other big yeah. one, yeah. I'll be back.
1: He also, Sean um, Connor's mate, when they're in the arcade, says, uh, I'm just going to go and get some credits, I'll be back, which I'm assuming is a kind of nod to that as well.
0: Mm, nice. Uh, is he dead? Terminated? Quite like that.
1: Yeah. I need your to close your boots and your motorcycle.
0: Yeah. It's just literally daylight robbery. Sound. <laughs> Um, deadpan, he delivers. So I was gonna say, our deadpan i delivers the line. Your foster parents are dead.
1: <laughs> I was about to mention that scene where she says, like, what's wrong with Wolfie? I can hear him barking. Is he all right? I really like that scene with the impersonations and the cat and mouse bit there.
2: Mm.
1: You have it in the first film, don't you, where uh, he impersonates her parents, and that's how um, yeah. he gets her back. And so, I was going nod there. Um, you can't just go around killing people. Why? And you have that little uh, thing there. It says, you broke my arm. There are 215 bones in the human body. That's one.
0: No, so like, uh, we need you to promise not to kill people. Just kneecaps, bloke, he's on, no,
1: he'll live. <laughs> <laughs> strolls, strolls off into the night, sound. Do so you prefer the, the kneecap in uh, in this film or the throat chops from Neeson in Taken?
0: Um probably the probably the kneecap in this. <laughs> when he walks out of the building and just does about eight coppers, he was trying to
1: pop it out. Look, he's playing Call of Duty and the other person's put their controller down.
0: Yeah, it genuinely just walks out and just pop, pops I also like just whilst we we're talking about it, when he just he just takes out about four police officers with smoke grenades, just <laughs> batters one yeah. in the chest and he fucking flies about ten feet back. <laughs>
1: we're not going to make it are we people I mean it's in your nature to dis- to destroy yourselves which is completely true about the human race in a much deeper topic that is I don't think we're the pod for deep topics, uh, <laughs> deep topics mate I'll be honest no I think we, we do every every so often and then it usually descends into something else
0: yeah we had a bit of a nice we had a bit of a deep moment and then we went to Sean fighting animals last week so, <laughs> so I mean.
1: I like the police helicopter going, shit, that's a damn minigun. <laughs> and Mythbusters yeah. did the whole thing on whether he would actually be able to fire that minigun himself, holding it, rather than having it mounted. And they said the like, no human being would, would be able to do that. He's not a human, though. He's a robot. No, but they were just doing the Mythbusters thing as to whether anyone could do that. And they couldn't. Uh... Best moment slash scene. What's your favourite, Jack?
2: Um, I'm going for originally when they're running around the mental hospital. Um, Purely because it's just like cool bits like injecting a syringe full of bleach and then put it into the guy's neck. That was interesting. She gets her own back on that freaky guard that licked her face, which was weird. Um. She comes face to face with Arnie for the first time since the first one, and she's scared shitless. And then you've got just a whole load of chaos with everyone being chased, and then the introduction of the new Terminator as well. So, I, yeah, I'm going to the hospital scene.
1: A couple of times, um, they know something quite bad's about to happen, and yet still think the lift is the best place to be. So, I fart.
2: Pulls out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, sorry,
0: that was my,
2: that's my phone going off.
1: <laughs> I'll take one sure, of my phones um, yeah, well, I don't know why they always to, the, to the lift, which is like the most isolated place they can be when someone is trying to hunt them down.
2: Yeah, and like, they've seen as well that he can open the doors with his hands. He's not going away. There's, he's still there. So what they think they're going to do is, like tell you what, he's got massive like retractable metal sword on <laughs> Let's go in a little box.
1: <laughs> um, my my favorite scene is is the kind of the the when they're in Cyberdyne and the standoff. You've got the explosion. You've got uh, Arnie with the minigun with them in the lift hiding with the smoke going off. So that's probably it for me. Or when uh, Arnie and uh, the T 1000 first come face to face. In the shopping mall. Yeah. What about you, Sean?
3: Uh, I think my, mine's the mental hospital one as well. I think I have mean, got there's obviously a few. I think the last Terminator fight, the like the ending is pretty good and is up there. The cars, the first car chase, is up there as well. But um, the mental hospital was my favourite one.
1: And Keenan.
0: Yeah, all all of the above are on the list, but I've gone for the Cyberline Battle as well.
1: Nice. Just got some points I wrote down before we go on to the next film and we'll do the other categories when we do the uh, comparison. But at the start, I I do hate when you get the massive credits at the start rather than just... You don't need that. You kind of at the end, or even in some old school films, you used to get, a, someone would be on like a skateboard and you follow them on their journey and you got the little names popping up around the screen rather than the rolling credits going on. Yeah, other than the big credits, it's just too much. Um, looking back, it is cheesy how the Terminator warps on screen. Um, very OTT special effects. And I did think James Cameron, as we say, got his money work, money's worth with the effects. And the time I thought that the most was the second flashback to the park where she gets burnt down to the bone like in the Indiana Jones one way drinks, drinks the wrong <laughs> elixir. And she gets literally fried and you see the skeleton and everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, like, that actually has no bearing at all, does it? <laughs> Just, so on, I'm going to stick this in there.
1: There we go. Um, and, Jack, we had another George Mason cameo this week. He's one of the foster parents.
2: Yeah, yeah. I clock him at everything that he's in. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just like, he's always in big stuff, but never has a leading role in it. part ah. of 24. Does his bit. If we
1: go on to Dread, then, Jack, I think I'm echoing from you again. No, it's all right, It's all right. Just uh let you know. Um, if we go on to thread, so... I was very excited for uh, Jack and Keenan to see this. I, I know Keenan hadn't seen it before. Uh, I know me and Sean were big fans of it. Um, the synopsis. In the violent futuristic city where the police have the authority to act as a judge, jury and executioner, a cop teams with a trainee to take down a gang that deals the reality-altering drug, Slomo. That's how you write a synopsis. Keenan, was it the film what you expected?
0: I I genuinely didn't have any I didn't really have any expectations beforehand, other than about like the plot and so on. But I had a lot of people tell me how great it was.
1: Yeah, and you ruined my uh, week by saying you weren't as impressed as I thought you'd be. I said it was good. Ruined my holiday.
0: Yeah, you did say that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it was good. It was it was okay. I just said it wouldn't wouldn't be great for me.
1: Critics reviews, we'll see if we'll see if they agree with you or not. This is the dark grim adaption the comic deserves. A blood-soaked cocktail with a stylistic kicker. I found it to be a lot of fun. Clocking in at a pace in 96 minutes. Dread 3D will satisfy fans as well as serve as a great introduction for newcomers to the character. The verdict is in, and Dread is an ultra-violent good time. It's a good deal wittier than expected for a movie that consists mostly of people getting shot in the face.
2: <laughs> it's not witty. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. When I think of Dread, I don't think of wit. He's got some big
1: little,
0: little wise cracks in there. What, it's what actually I mean? one of my it's one of my detractions actually from the film is. Oh, I, I don't even want to do, I don't want to do this again Come to on. When, It's on. Like, it's, she... it's like the second week in a row that he likes a film and I'm just gonna slaughter it and like it makes me seem like a snob. And I'm, I'm actually like anyone who's listened to the pod knows I'm, I'm not at all. But if I slaughter this for the same reasons I slaughter Taken, I just seem like an absolute snob.
1: <laughs> he says he says something like uh, they're going to go after uh, Mama, and she says, "You sure that's a good idea?" And he says, "Well, oh, you're the sidekick." Just little little wise cracks like that.
2: <laughs> See, the, the problem is that I found with it is the helmet is too big to be cool. Well, thats the character. <laughs> <we've read. laughs> like it's like a, he's wearing a beach ball on the top of his head. See, so at doing, least
0: my my criticism would have been constructive, at least.
2: You
1: know, <laughs> so it's takes like, away from what the actual character is like, supposed to be.
2: What, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to figure out is, that, you know, he's got a back against the wall, and he's they're doing that little peek round the corner to see how many bad guys that, that are left. But he, he'd peek around the corner, and his half his head would be showing, because he's got this massive beach ball. This is like going in to watch
1: Harry Potter and saying, well, that scar on his head's a stupid shape, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: it is a stupid shape, to be fair. It is, but it's uh, literally coming from the book, so you can't really. No, that's
0: that's not what I'm that's not what i saying, saying.
2: In in the books, is it depicted as he has a big beach ball on his head?
1: Well, a lot of the reason why Carl Urban is uh, praised so much for this is that Stallone, for a start, and every other actor they sought out to play this role wanted their own face showing so they could get the props. When the whole thing was dread is that he never removed his helmet. So the expression has to come solely from his mouth, which I know is something that Keenan also disliked.
2: Um, <laughs> the constant uh, sad
0: face. Oh, mate. I ju- it's just... It's fine. It would be fine. And that, I think, takes a lot of credit. What's he got to be happy about in the film, by the way? It was, oh, yeah, he does it well to make it look angry. He's in a tower block with someone trying to kill him for an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't, like, it's never happened to You people. get a lot of emotion imagine. from that chin. I can't <laughs> imagine. Yeah, but my point is he only he he's being shot at for an hour and a half and people keep trying to kill him. It's never happened to me, touch what it doesn't, but I can't imagine it's a barrel of laughs. <laughs> Would say you you know it's mean? a
1: charismatic <laughs> mouth. Like it
0: like if it was just what, like a straight he doesn't face. have a charismatic mouth, mate. He, he he looks exactly as he should do. There's no he's not carrying it on <laughs> on the shape of his
2: fucking jawline, is he? Yeah. Do you know what like, I mean, like if he kept a straight face then you kind of respect it, but this kind of ultra sad face talking out like the creases of his sad mouth I just oh, I Bare, barely getting
1: away oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so sick done. of it. this isn't <laughs> as bad. this isn't as bad as when I tuned in for what I thought was going to be maybe my favourite pod episode and I listened to, listen to <laughs> Knocked Up being ripped into for two hours
0: <laughs> oh. Ge- genuinely for me Carl Urban on this is as good an actor as, li- as Neeson in Taken and you can make of that what you will
1: I think Liam Neeson's great in taking. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he does more acting in this than what Arnie won an Oscar for for the Terminator. <laughs> the pro- the, the why, the, why are you throwing that
0: at me? I'm not the Oscar's review board, am I? <laughs> I wow. Wow, when well, it's snobbery, you think you are on the Oscar's <laughs> See, this is why I didn't want to say it, and then you get me
2: and then you get me talking. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, like back in the day as, the well, Snobbery as well, when all, when all of these um, 3D films came out back in the day, kind of like 2010s, at the time they were amazing. You go and watch them at the in the cinema and then they brought 3D TVs out and everyone thought that was going to take off as well. And I always thought like
1: if, my dad got a 3D TV and then had a stroke a week later and couldn't see 3D anymore. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
3: <laughs> awesome. The way you said it was funny.
1: But it's yeah, awesome. it's, well, well, I mean it's, it's one of them, it. isn't it?
2: The delivery. Um, talking about 3D. <laughs> talking about someone who went to Cryptic Goods only seeing 2D, so it was lost on him as well. <laughs> that's um, um, I don't understand. But, <laughs> like I I'm, like so guy. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so
0: confused by
2: this. What no, do you mean? you this, 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 so this is what happens We've lost the plot. Um, I just want to know what I'm saying is.
0: There I'm was so it time. Like, If you give him a can of Coke, like, is it just flat? I don't like it. I don't. I, it spins me every time. Everything's like We, like, we
2: like, used to throw Pokemon. things at him to see if he, he would catch them, and he never did. Like, that's what happened. It, basically, don't say we, we,
1: as if I was part of it Oh,
2: yeah, okay. People decided to throw things. But he also came to school with his glasses, Now they're like the ones you get in the cinema, where one eye is red and one eye is um, blue and he had to wear them just not like normally <laughs> and we we just thought that he'd gone to the cinema and picked up these glasses and just wore them because we thought that that would help he thought that would help him see in 3D but judging by the amount of stuff that was thrown at him and the amount of stuff that did make contact he couldn't see in 3D
1: also more uh, critics reviews here you us talk about dread for a bit longer
2: my my original point yeah, yeah, was Back in the day when all these three D movies came out, Jackass 3D is one of them where they are literally purpose built for 3D. It doesn't it hasn't that was aged great. I
1: snuck into the cinema to see that.
2: Jackass 3D is still brilliant because the, the stunts work, but there's some like the slow-mo bits where it is literally just slow motion. You can tell that it's made for a three D screen because on two D it just looks like what well, everything's just really slow. <laughs> that's that's all this is.
1: I watched this, I think, three times at the cinema.
2: Jesus, really? Yeah. It's actually placed to
1: the amount of times I saw um, Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets at the cinema. Oh,
0: talking of 3D and Harry Potter. It was about
1: six times, because everyone's birthday party around that time was (laughs) to see Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets at the cinema. I think that was the most
0: ripped off at a 3D film I ever thought. I went to go and watch the very last one. About two and a half hours it goes on for. is one bit of 3D. It's when, <laughs> when, Voldemort, it's when Voldemort dies at the end. Paid about an extra four quid just to see a bit of <laughs> if it...
2: Spoilers!
0: If you haven't seen it by now, then really what you're doing. Do <laughs> so, what I mean? The old things are spoiled. We're talking about The End of Terminator. If you want to throw that in, yeah, my apologies. Um,
1: all right. uh, a tremendously entertaining film that consistently pushes the limits of 3D creativity in a way to seem like the images are leaping straight from the comic book panels. <laughs> Dread is like a gun. Not everyone likes them, and they're only good for one thing. They do that one thing really, really well. Visually stunning with video game violence. This is Hollywood's answer to the Raid. The <laughs> Raid, <and laughs> me and Sean have drawn before.
0: You'll you'll have to admit now, boy. The Raid is a far superior film.
1: No. both top that, tier. Incorrect.
0: Oh. One of them is.
3: Uh, I'd agree the raid
0: is a lot better.
1: Sean. Sure. You know when you think you um, have an ally? And um, then just no. slip behind you. Um, <laughs> this, unfortunately, is how, this is how Caesar felt in Parliament. <laughs>
3: unfortunately, on second viewing, I didn't find it as good as my memory
0: thought it was. The Raid is unreal.
1: We just kick Sean of... from this call. First <laughs> <laughs> <That's> he's <laughs> snotted all over his mic, and now this. Now he's snotted all over me.
0: We could do another pod on The Raid, and I'd still be buzzing about
1: it. All right, we'll replace Enemy of the State next week with The Raid 2.
0: Babe, Enemy of the State's absolutely banging. I can't wait to watch that again.
1: If Hollywood is going to be indicted for making mindlessly violent action films, let them at least be as good as this one. All gunplay and no guts, unless you count the brain matter smeared across most of the film. Overall, Dread 3D isn't as rich or as deep as The Dark Knight Rises or The Avengers, but it's good, solid comic book fun. And finally... If you're the kind of person who scrunches their nose at heads exploding, people being torn apart and blood spilling like an out-of-control fire hose, you might want to return to reading a copy of Fifty Shades and leave this one to the professionals. So, largely positive. <laughs> I, of course, <laughs> some <laughs> trivia for you. Carl Urban insisted on riding the lawmaster motorcycle himself. Seems like a good perk to the job. Unlike the previous Judge Dredd movie, Carl Urban has confirmed that the helmet will never come off to keep true to the comic book character.
2: See, I was gonna say with the motorbike, that's too weird as well. That looks exactly like a lawnmower. It just doesn't look cool and he's too upright, you know, like Get to out. look to look good on a mo on a motorbike, you have to be like, flat against the gas tank like weaving in and out of cars this he looks like he's driving one of those mopeds around
1: i feel sick in dear <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: some of mama's tattoos are lena Headey's actual tattoos is it Lena or lena most notably the flower on her upper right arm the makeup artist took the design and expanded it to her neck and her face in the classroom in peach trees as well as in the mall the new American flag can be seen. It only has six stars representing the mega states. Um, in the scene just before Judge Dredd Anderson traveled to peach Trees, all of the crimes in Mega City One are shown on computer screens in the Hall of Justice. Uh, Judge Hershey is on one of the first screens, um, having a crime assigned to him, and he's one of the main characters from Judge Dredd, the 1995 version. So a little throwback there. The character Mama was originally written as an elderly woman, but Lena Headey convinced Alex Garland to make her a middle-aged person with a male-hating personality. Uh, One for Jack here. In a recent interview recollecting the movie, Carl Urban said he refused to smile or take the helmet off at any point during the movie's filming or in between takes. He spoke with an American accent and kept a scowl the whole time and stayed serious to keep in character. At one point, a cast member made a joke causing laughter on the set and he gave him the dread stare, prompting the person to immediately (laughs) apologise.
2: But it's a great image of him sleeping in there. Poor Uh, dread stare.
1: You can't see his eyes. You know the stare. But you You can't see his eyes. Do you know what I mean?
0: He's actually just looking in your direction.
1: You know the stare. The slow motion sound effect is actually a Justin Bieber song that's been slowed down 800 times.
2: (laughs) That's made me like it even less.
1: (laughs) Despite an active social media fan-supported campaign, the makers of the film have said that there will never be a sequel. Essentially, the... uh, the one, the, the guy who wrote the screenplay and the lead producer and the director had a big falling out on set as to which way the direction of the film should go and so once it had actually been filmed they cut the director out of everything and the producer took over and so all of the people um, involved in the film say that he should be credited as the main director, Alex Garland um, and so he said that the stress of dealing with dread is something that he doesn't want to look back on so That's why there'll never be a sequel, so selfish, really. (laughs) Slow-Mo appears to have been inspired, at least in part, by the drug Jet from the Fallout series. Not only do they share strikingly similar similar characteristics, um, but the small inhaler device of both drugs are virtually identical. The most recent incarnation in Fallout 4 even included the same slowed-down time effect, possibly as a nod to the film. I've never played Fallout, so I don't know how accurate that is, or if any of you can attest to the accuracy there.
3: Uh, I mean, it, me, there is
1: like a, a slow
3: mo version, uh, as in it like slows down when you shoot and shows that effect, but
1: I wouldn't really connect the two, though. Yeah, you heard it from Sean. Lena Headey worked on this film between seasons of Game of Thrones, and the body count in this film.
2: Is one hundred and two. It is a gory film, and there are some good bits. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's all terrible, but it's. That's see nice you. But it's not as good as the Terminator in my eyes. I said it. I said it was good. I didn't. I, I did. I don't, I'm not actually saying it's bad. Some bad bits to
0: it, but it, it's it's okay overall. Yeah, it's okay. I think it's fantastic. It's <laughs> It's better than average if it makes you feel any really
1: better, boy. No, it doesn't. Well, preferred if it I I to... always called that, I'd take it as a compliment.
2: <laughs> yeah, I preferred it to The Raid. You preferred it to The Raid? I think so, yeah. And well, I
0: feel
1: like you're taking shots at The
0: Raid. That's <laughs> fucking insanity. Rewatch The Raid, Jack, and tell
1: me you don't prefer it. Jack <laughs> just loves these big blockbusters. He doesn't like these little indie flicks, does he?
2: <laughs>
1: or Indonesians.
2: <laughs> whoa, whoa,
1: Well, oh, the reason <clears throat> I didn't think of why you didn't like the raid.
2: Algerians, not Indonesians.
1: Rewatchability at one hour 36 minutes. Sean, rewatchability?
3: Uh, well, on, on the basis that on my second rewatch, it wasn't as good as my first one,
1: I'm not really. That's not sure. your second rewatch,
3: uh, but. Are you sure?
1: Well, I, can, I definitely, uh, did. I definitely didn't watch it at the cinema twice. I no, I can bring up a tweet from you now about you rewatching it. Uh, uh, what's the tweet say? Um, you compared a certain set of halls. That was the raid, actually. Um, it's you debating whether you're going to rewatch um, Dread, The Watch, or Lawless, and uh, you say you went for Dread. Oh, fair enough. Then, what year is that in? Twenty twelve.
3: 2013 oh, it's actually, been...
1: 2013. Okay, so good
3: seven eight years since I last watched it. Um, I I'll it. say so- it's I'll a say lot like the somewhere- raid. I'll say to- It is a lot like the raid. Um, and to be honest, if it was on again, I probably would possibly watch it. But um, it's just affected my rewatchability ranking is affected because it's not as good as I remember it.
1: What mood were you in when you watched it? Were are tired. Um,
3: uh, no, I was actually more tired for the Terminator. I was awake. Oh, you were and... hating on that as well. I was, and uh, no, I was more awake and, and fine for, for dread. So, it, I mean, it's it's not like it's it's not hard to watch. You don't have to concentrate low, so you you can probably watch it quite easily. But yeah, you know, my issue was it
1: wasn't as good as I remember. I feel a bit betrayed that I did message you saying that. Uh it may need more defence for Dread and you kept silent about your feelings on it until we've got on record. <laughs> well, it's got to be authentic for the pod. Can't I can't argue with that. Disgrace. Um, Keenan, Jack, rewatchability.
2: Um, Well, it's the first time that I've watched it since it came out. And I remember enjoying it when it came out. But at that same time, I was about 17, 18. I've, I think I've grown you've up not
1: matured <laughs>
2: um, I didn't enjoy it as, as much as I I thought I would have I, I was looking forward to it myself um, but it's one of those films that again hasn't aged well for me so I won't find myself rushing to rewatch watch it
1: Keenan dare I ask
2: yeah I think you might be pleasantly surprised
0: probably not though um, I actually don't I think it is, I would rewatch it for all the bad points to it, there are six or seven scenes that are, that are quite good. There's a couple that are, I really enjoyed. Um, and It's really short, is it? And what do you think space. Kalina
1: Hedy is a villain?
0: I've never seen Game of Thrones, but I know she turns out to be like, the evil in that as well, isn't she? Because yeah. um, when I said I liked doing 300, Sean accused me of being, a, of being a snake or called her the devil <laughs> or something. Um. I, I, I don't think she was... I don't think she was anything special in, in this. I'll be honest. I I like um. Is it Anderson the the, the blonde?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, she was great in it. I know she won't win the MVP, but I think she's the best character in
1: it by a country mile. This Anderson or Mr. Anderson from The Matrix? <laughs> it feels like, even though even though you're giving that as a compliment, just the
3: way
0: you said it, it's like it's just it's just not. This is terrible. That's me, Sean. <laughs> You know, I, I, I should. People say that to me quite a lot. So. <laughs> um, I, I need to rewatch the Matrix. we got our coming up soon, haven't we? Last week, I think it is. That's all right, sound I'm not really looking forward to it, so at least I can put it off for a bit.
1: Yeah, you're acting again. My bad. Um, you on to the quotes. Um, I am the law, obviously, being a, a standout and judgment time.
0: The word rookie, because he says it a thousand times.
1: <laughs> how many, how many calls her times by a name three
0: times in the film. Calls her a rookie, a hundred. How many times do you need to impress on me that it's her first time, it's her first day? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know in mean? once you say it, of course, I've got the gist.
1: Well, he's saying it uh, to her, he's not saying it for your benefit.
0: This... <laughs> no, but she she what she forgot on his
1: show first day. He's hazing her like an apprentice. This no, isn't a, a negotiation. Case. This is the sentence of death. <laughs> when he calls him hotshot and pings yeah. that flame in his mouth. It's
0: such a shame that, that happens right at the start because I thought that was decent. That's that bit, and I thought, oh, alright, we could be on to something here. Yeah? And, and we yeah, were. Obviously, obviously <laughs> we weren't. <laughs>
3: Choke on that as well. I quite like
1: when he that that throat chop. That was unreal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
0: did. Yeah, I did. will give you the throat chops. To be fair. Um. um let's have a look. When he calls them, when he's talking and describing the judges, I quite like his jury's executioner, judges. And yeah. Obviously, Phil, film being called this being about Josdrad.
1: I'm wondering when you'd remember you left your helmet behind. She says a helmet can interfere with my psychic abilities. So I think a bullet might interfere with them more.
0: Uh, your show rookie, you decide. Again, because her a rookie. Also, <laughs> he spends the film like Malfner saying she ain't good. She's picked the triple homicide as her first day. I'd want maybe someone snatching a handbag. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going this to... This is why you're not a homicide. judge. Correct. Look at, the, look at the day look at the day in the office that they have I don't want to be one either
1: um, clear the more? corridors and say fuck it, do wait until the shooting stops
0: oh yeah anyway, I did quote like as a, as a threat uh, anyone who helps them I will kill them I will kill them and the next generation of their family King Aaron style nice, nice, nice little threat
1: that. as for the judges sit tight or run it makes no difference your mind
3: yeah.
1: Welcome to the inside of your head. It's kind of empty in here. But a little interchange where she's saying a uh, serious so thinking about going for your gun. Yeah, that's and then quite so nice. He's just changed his mind. Yeah,
0: that's not bad.
3: Strong, oh, uh, so. strong, strong. Best side character potential. He
0: has. I oh, see. I, I, I actually. Get... I, don't, I, I was as good as ever because I I just let you lot decide it and then I picked her and YouTube can, you lot can decide what I can include. But I didn't know if she was in it too much to not be a side character.
1: I'd say right, anyway, are the Dreads are so, uh, the main. Oh, oh, no, no I, I,
3: I would say that the Anderson is a main character.
1: But you mm-hmm. just said she's a strong contender for the no, best side no, character.
3: No, I'm on about the... I'm forgetting what his name is, but the guy... Yeah, yeah. God. So um, <laughs> the guys Avon, it he's pretty Avon much just as
0: much as work. she is. Yeah, he meant Byron makes a good point. Less uh, integral to the story, though. Yeah,
3: less
1: integral to the story, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I can I like remember all the, the reflection shots name. in his visor. I thought they were cool. Place, uh, he
0: didn't remember the Titans, the guy Sean was talking about. Unreal.
1: Yep. Yeah, uh,
0: in Creed yeah. as well.
1: He also turned down an interview. Yeah. Oh. I like um, them less. Better Fall, the end of Dread, or the end of Crank?
0: Please stop trying to make me talk about Crank.
1: That's a good <laughs> question. What's the better fall? Oh, right, the end of Dread. Yeah. Do love it when the bad guys get a proper end. I was probably still a the
0: end, of, with
2: a few end of Dread, or end of Die Dread.
0: Die <laughs> Diehard's peak off a building.
3: Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it is. Great.
1: My boy. If Hans we Gouver
3: went out this way.
1: If we go to, uh, as we said, our first day. What's the toughest test you've ever had to do? Mine not running the driving test. Yeah, you failed it by seven times. <laughs> it's not seven times. <laughs> Come on, it is seven. <laughs> Come on. It's not seven, it's a max of six. <laughs> <laughs> a max off. Um, oh,
3: that means it's eight. Um, hardest test. I'll have a think about it.
1: GCSE math, Sean? If we're taking shots.
3: <laughs> nasty, guys. <is>. Very
1: nasty.
3: <laughs> oh, you for the king, shots? you best not <laughs> miss. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> Uh, that might be up there
0: though. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh, actually, I've got two that I bombed and failed very, very miserably. One is actually a maths test. It was one of my A-level maths tests. Um, out of a hundred, and would anyone like to guess what I got?
1: Seventeen. <laughs> oh, I'll go.
0: No. I'll go 14.
2: The fact that you've done A-level maths has impressed me enough. I don't need to know the score. <laughs> I like, oh, i no. uh, uh,
0: got seven. <clears throat> uh, nice. I have 100. Nice. I tried to bomb it. I, I worked out after maybe three hours of being in this bloke's class that I was not good enough at maths to do this. I was like, right, can I leave now? And he wouldn't let me <laughs> for the all year. The plus
1: test. The point is, I mean, three of us did finish sixth form. Without being forced to be
2: removed. <laughs> I was being nice. What's going on. Oh, hey, yeah, I still passed exams. It's a gunfight. I still, still passed all, all my exams. Even with that. Going to sport. All right for <laughs> uh, all. For us both. Why? Were you <laughs> ki- why were you? Why did you not
3: finish again? That's not. I don't think that's a story <laughs> for
2: this. Uh, uh, there wasn't. No. To be fair, there was a campaign against Jack Arthur. Um, <laughs> 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 Propaganda. I was like a proper, just a sarky little shit between the years seven and 11, really, when you're legally bound to be in school. But when I carried on the same attitude in year 12, it quit. And there was no legal obligation for me to be at school. It became very apparent that they didn't want me at that school. (laughs) Uh, So it was like one of those like totting up procedures where it was a lot of words here
1: without saying why he was
2: basically it's a lot of low level stuff but the straw that broke the camel's back i was on my last warning um and i was in english and the teacher said today we're reading rhyme of the ancient mariner and i said and she goes oh this is my favorite poem of all time i go no way that's my favorite poem too that's amazing and it's that pathetic i've got a concern form for that an after school and uh was then subsequently ejected from cryptic form <laughs> um but there was some stuff beforehand as well which is really like it could have been a film about how unlucky that i was previously there was one incident where we we're all joking around um and i got an after school detention for it and it was kind of done and dusted and then the headmaster, which he really didn't like me he found out about the same incident after it had been dealt with and upgraded my after school detention to a five-day suspension.
1: You've, you've downplayed this. I know why you're not telling this. No, 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 no. So that
2: This is a completely separate one to one that you're thinking of. One of them. <laughs> well, there's two I'm thinking of. Actually, oh, yeah. So one of them, basically, there was this girl that was thrown up outside of class and someone comes in to get a drink. Dr- yeah, someone comes to get a drink uh, for her. And it was a Yazoo milkshake. And um, I thought Yazoo, she's throwing up. That's gonna make it feel loads better. Anyway, the girl starts bursting into tears. Obviously, there was something else going on that wasn't about the milkshake or herself throwing up. <laughs> and all that got out from that was that I had made a girl burst into tears, um, which then obviously I got an after-school for. But the headmaster then found out what I'd done, which was make a girl cry. And she then went into the headmaster's office to say, actually, oh, i I get on with Jack? It wasn't about him. It was something completely different. But he just took it, it as like, nope, nope, you're suspended. And that's exactly what happened there. And the one previous to that, the few, like a month beforehand, we're reading the Kite Runner. I don't know if you run, read the Kite Runner English A-Level at all. Yeah, yeah. No. So you understand what, where it's set, what it's about. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had been off school for a week for like I was ill, I had the flu or something. Anyway, I'll come back into class and um, I hadn't done the homework, obviously. And the homework was to read this chapter. And there's a term called Hazara, uh, which I had no idea what what it meant. Um, anyway, someone said, oh, Jack called someone in the class a Hazara. Anyway, it got built up and built up and built up. And this said person then attacks me in the school common room. Um, because even though I didn't say it, I don't even know what the word meant. And he's quite a short lad, and he punched me five times in the back of the head. So I stood up and picked up and threw him across the common room, just as my English teacher was walking through the common room. So like mid, he was like one of those moments, like slow-mo, it's like I'm just taking slow-mo. This kid was flying through the air and I looked just above the kids and it's just my English teacher staring at me. And I got suspended for that as well, for being attacked. (laughs) <laughs> so
1: all of, those, you know, you know how, all of those um,
2: accumulated into one thing ended up in me uh me not finishing cryptic form
1: you know how the criticism of straight out of compton was that it came from dr Dre and ice cubes own personal account of things so maybe it was a bit one-sided
2: well byron if you've heard any difference you're free <laughs> to give me your <laughs> <comments>. <laughs> That is essentially what happened, and it is just very unlucky for those...
1: I have just Googled what trunks. that word means, and I can see why maybe he did take offence to it.
2: But again, I didn't... I is wasn't, it a slur? I wasn't the one who called <laughs> it. It is, that. yeah. I, I the I Premier saying, League
1: have campaigns against such things.
2: Yeah, yeah no, yeah, so I, I, I wasn't so the my, one who called him what, That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. <laughs> Someone goes, I, I, ah, such and such, Jack has just said, you're this. And I was like, no, I didn't. Anyway, and you know what it's like. Obviously, you don't have a lesson with them next. You can't smooth things over. And you've got everyone going right. It's him. It's him. It's him. <laughs> and it just built up, and he, yeah, just comes in and just hits him in the back of the head, kind of like five times.
1: Pretty sure Sean knows the kid as well. So, anyway,
2: <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> divulged So I'm glad um, everyone now knows.
1: Best moment slash scene, Sean. <laughs> I'm really intrigued by who this kid is now you have to message me well, let's have your best scene in the meantime
3: uh, yeah, so best scene from Dred uh, so I've gone off the page there because I've just so <laughs> engrossed in Jack's story um, I think, well, I've got when the judges fight so when the first when the judges come in uh, and Dred has that fight with them I've got I've got that there up there as my one of my favorites. I think I quite like the mind torture scene as well. Um, when she first goes into his mind, and then and then obviously when they're in, in the interrogation scene, shoots him as well. Um, so either of those two, probably the judges fight scene though.
1: I think mine is um when they first start making their way around when there's been a lockdown and they had the standoff with the guys uh, outside the room and he says he's going to do the countdown to ten. And they say, uh, we'll give you five. And then they go in, you have the slow motion shootout, the bullets flying through the guy's chest, the guy's face, and all sorts. So that would be my uh, number one. Keenan?
0: Oh, it's got the same thing. The first slow mo fight. In the, in the way I've written it, it's first slow mo fight, in brackets, shot in cheeks. Just so uh, I can remember. <laughs> Jack?
2: It's one of those scenes that was built for 3D as well, the ones that
0: haven't hit well. Yeah, out. I could imagine. Um oh, sorry, I was just gonna say the other bit I do really like is um where he does nick a gun and he goes to shoot and it just goes I D fell and blows his arm off. that's it's quite a good, good scene. Yeah.
2: I think my favourite scene is probably the showdown between the judges. Um, like dread gets shot and then gets saved by the rookie. It um,
1: does annoy me in films when they just play with their food.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found it's the same with Terminator actually, where he he can run really fast fast enough to keep up with the motorbike and then whenever he's got the good guy cornered he just walks really really slowly towards them Um, as if like some robot knows like the emotional toil that his prey is going through when in fact if he just jogged to them he could have killed them all about five times over
1: well let's get into the judging so as always, start things off. Which did you prefer, Keenan? Sorry, but I'd prefer? Yeah.
0: Yes, Terminator. Sean?
3: Terminator.
1: Wow, after all you said,
2: John? <laughs> Terminator.
1: Disappointed in Sean here. Very disappointed. Uh, Keenan, are you sticking re- to yeah, I'm sticking my
0: I'm Dread, yeah. <laughs> so out of these two films, if I had to put one to choose to watch one again, for all I've said, it would still be Dread. That two hour 35 run time has, has a lot to answer for. <laughs> Sean?
3: Dread as well.
2: Jack? I'm still going go to go Terminator, I think. I think that extra yeah. hour is still time well spent.
0: <laughs> it's strange because the last hour is actually the best, the best part of the Terminator. That, well, yeah, that's, it
2: that's is, the yeah, thing. Isn't yeah. it? Like the long part of the film, you don't realise is long because it's just action packed.
1: Um, Jack, best quote
2: Terminator: Just for I'll be back. I still have the baby. You name it, like stuff is just constantly regurgitated now.
1: Sean?
3: Uh Dread this is a negotiation the sentence is death
1: Keenan yeah it's Terminator take your pick and I'm going Dread for the hot shot quote love that best moment slash scene Keenan Cyberdyne fight Jack
2: Either the Cyberdying fight or my original Mental Hospital Showdown. Sean? Mental
3: Hospital Showdown.
1: That was the first slow-mo fight. (laughs) Sean, MVP.
3: Uh, The Terminator.
1: Even with your own description.
2: Yeah, even with my own description.
1: You make this up as you go along.
2: Well, If you look at it, it has to be the Terminator, purely because if he doesn't succeed, and if we're going to take the alternate ending here, Skynet
1: would have... That's not what MVP is, according to Sean.
2: What are you on about?
1: Sean claims, for a start, it's the one that has the least help. Terminator has three people alongside him two people alongside him and a guy supplying all his weaponry and he's a robot, and the most important character in the film, the Terminator, isn't even the main character in his film.
2: <laughs> it is called the Terminator, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Terminator, it is Terminator, I I mean. it's called, it is Terminator, called Terminator
2: 2.
1: It's not. It's called Terminator 2
2: Judgment Day.
0: Keenan? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's You boys make this up as you go along, i telling you.
1: <laughs>
0: I never agreed to your definition of MVP. I've been doing my
1: own for the last. I changed seven, it because years. Sean claimed that that's why it was different. Um, yeah, but I've been doing my one. Most <laughs> menacing villain.
0: Can you go first here? Because I want to see how. On a, on a I shadow, think it's the T1000. All
1: oh, that's
0: fine. At least you've got some sense of reason. You've got some sense of reason.
1: I'm the most honest when it comes to the films. Last oh, week, go say, back, take, man, man. I, I could that's, have said taken through last week. That's some bullshit. <laughs> I it's say, not.
0: I am the most objective by a country mile. You spend half your time whining that I don't enjoy the film that you like.
1: Well, that's because of the way the reasons for uh, not liking it.
0: And that <laughs> I just have to swallow it when you slate films that I like. Like what? Yeah, examples don't rush to me, but my taste is quite <laughs> impeccable, exactly. to be fair. So. Yeah, but Mike, that just means I've got good taste.
1: It doesn't. All the films I've slated have been for good reason, like Shaun of the Dead.
0: Yeah, but you're just bringing out because you know I can't isolate it that bad and on the pod, I can't, I, I can't ever come back from it. Shaun of the Dead might be the hill that I die on.
1: And come back but, as a zombie. Yeah, the
0: answer to your question is to the T1000's the most menacing villain.
1: Sean. The T-1000. Jack. T-1000. Best side character, Jack.
2: Um, Good question. Are we all classing John Connor and Sarah Connor as main characters? Or side characters?
3: I'd be classing them as main characters.
2: Yeah, and to be fair, I wouldn't be Sarah Connor anyway. She really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to give it to Dred, actually, because it's about the T-1000 and the Terminator in Terminator. The side characters, I didn't like the Cyberdyne guy, who... It literally. literally Yeah. And then the only other side character that I can really think of is either the Doctor, which I didn't like, or son. John Connor's mate at the start, who's um, Tom Hanks' friend in Biggs. Uh, Biggs, Big.
1: His son was ready to take a bullet. Whose son? Miles.
2: Oh, yeah. He was, yeah. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was.
1: Anderson is still my pick as uh, the best side character.
0: Yeah, if you give me her as a side character, then yeah, I would be her. Yeah, same. Sean?
3: I mean, I feel like Anderson's the main character, but my vote's for Miles on that basis.
1: I have to, we said earlier about him just sweating.
3: (laughs) But he sweats
1: well. Keenan,
0: action per minute. Terminator. I will defend it because I realise it is a, <laughs> somewhat contrary to what I've just said. Two hours yeah, thirty-five. Yes. Um, I would say, I'm just trying to think, so it's got the start of the film, Terminator comes in, fair bit of action, carries on, you've got little John Connor running around trying to go to the mall, next scene, bang. <laughs> meet the old T one thousand and that it's actually a good scene with the with the Art Besses, the Yorkshire the Orksha putting thing where he's shooting him. They drive away then goes to the mental hospital, goes to where arguing the
1: police If you're recapping is. a two hour thirty five minute film here, we're gonna be here a while.
0: Well do you do you understand my point yet? No. Do you need me to continue? Well but essentially cutscenes
1: in T two than dread. So? And it's a longer film, so if there's more cutscenes and a longer film, then there's less action.
0: No, I'd still give it to Terminator, mate. Sean? Dread for this one.
1: Jack?
2: I'm going to have to go Dread, because all it is is action. There's absolutely nothing else but action. But I also want to give Terminator, because it's longer and I feel there's more action, and it's a longer film.
0: Thank you for making my point. So a thousand, a thousand times more concise than I managed to, Jack. I appreciate. it.
2: <laughs> so it's a really tricky one. Oh, I don't know. What What's the score so far? I might abstain.
0: <laughs> You're not allowed to abstain.
2: I'm going to We've, had to, take, we've going had to to turn take. We've take first it.
1: answers in previous weeks, so. Uh, I'm
2: taking i I'll take your I'll so take first it.
1: answer. <laughs> <laughs> Kill count on screen. We know that already. Most creative use of weaponry.
0: Can I ask you a question? I should have asked you yeah. yesterday. Will you give me the floor in Terminator? You technically... can do
1: mine. is uh, also from Terminator.
0: It's not technically weaponry, but it, it was the case of where he comes up out of the floor to kill him.
1: Mine's where he chucks him on the stove, and the, the bloke, for some reason, doesn't just roll off, and he keeps trying to like plant his hands to get up <laughs> in the biker bar. <laughs>
2: I thought that same thing. So like if I'm being sho- if I'm being shoved onto a stove, the last thing I'm putting on it is my hands. Probably using my elbows with my leather jacket on. You just used to roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant.
1: He's got his leather jacket on at the time as well. Uh Sean.
3: Uh, yeah, mine's the same. We'll tell you later.
2: Jack? I'm going Terminator with a syringe full of cleaning product, bleach.
1: Stick with you, Jack. Best soundtrack?
2: Oh, that has to be Terminator. It's just... That, that is iconic in itself. I do, I do agree. Has, I'm,
1: I'm not sure about that.
2: Red has Justin Bieber in it. So... What's sure with a bit of Bieber? Ugh. <laughs>
1: Keenan yes yeah, it's, it's Terminator and Sean Terminator Sean stick with you originality
3: dread for me on this one
1: Keenan I was hoping
0: you wouldn't come to me next I quite struggled with this one to be honest um but I did give it to Terminator because it was an interest it was an interesting enough spin on the
1: first film. Jack?
2: I'm going to go Terminator again.
1: Because... You shocked me.
2: It's pretty original (laughs) to turn the bad guy into a good guy. that saves the day.
1: I am also going for Terminator, but mainly for the effects at the time and how original that was deemed to be. Bigger impact... uh, Is anyone saying Dreadier? Because I think it's fairly conclusive,
0: this. (laughs) No, I assume we can just wrap this one up.
1: Um, Better ending, Keenan.
0: Well, there's there's like 6,000 different endings to Terminator. Take the
1: theatrical ending, so the long winding road and her explaining about her
0: little monologue over the top. Genuinely, that wasn't in the version I watched last night. No, uh, Tuesday. No, like yesterday. That wasn't in
1: the version I watched. I don't know. I think you might have just turned it off early. I don't think I did. <laughs> there's, there's there's about. Was it after the credits? After, after the Terminators died. Yeah. There's about thirty seconds of just a, a a lightly lit winding road, and she's doing the monologue over the top of it.
0: Oh, I genuinely don't remember that. Um, regardless. If you if I have to include that as I've not seen it, Dread wins by default. And I actually didn't hate the ending to dread. Sean. Um
3: Terminator. Jack.
2: Can I just shock you? I'm gonna go Terminator.
1: Uh do shock me.
2: Just a better ending. Arnie being lowered and that thumbs up.
0: Yeah, so the actual final scene to the main bit of the film, it fucking bastard, that T one thousand death and him dying. Class, yeah. I forgot that Ar- that Arnie died. I remember the T one thousand getting boiled in the metal or in like the steel, and in my head that was basically the end of the film. Completely it Doesn't familiar. quite hit
1: the same when he's coming back for six films afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I mean he's in a sequel, but yeah, but as it like at the time, you imagine that. Would yeah. Like, oh, no.
1: um, yeah, I was shocked the uh, first time around. Yeah. Do still prefer Lena Headley getting splattered? Fair. And finally, uh, chemistry, Keenan.
0: Uh, it's for me. It's I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but it does actually work. But it's mainly just mainly because of the mainly because of her. Actually, it's dread and Anderson, as Jack said. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor is fucking annoying in this, and I think the little kid is as well.
2: <laughs> Jack. I'm going um, Arnie and John Connor, and the fact that that trivia about they chose someone without a dad for this part is now made it a lot, a lot worse. Sean Terminator.
1: I agree for uh, John Connor and uh, the Terminator himself.
2: Yeah, just he annoyed me. Really did. It's a bit too screechy, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I don't know what it was, but about tw- about twenty five half hour, and I was thinking I've had enough of them. Really, I just want Arnie doing doing bits. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was nine five in favour of the of Terminator Two, which I will tell you who it goes through to face in just a second. So this goes through to the next round, and we'll face the winner of next week's match up, which is Enemy of the State. Against Edge of Tomorrow. And I've seen neither of them.
2: Edge of Tomorrow? Do you like it? I haven't seen either either.
1: Enemy of the State. Bangs. I don't
0: want to wear any of this slander that I've dished out this week against Enemy of the
2: State.
3: <laughs> I actually enjoy what? it more when you hate the film.
0: <laughs> so do I, Sean, funnily enough. <laughs> I just get to rant. It's nice.
1: Very disrespectful.
0: What do you mean? Me in general? Or I don't know how to break opinions. that down
1: more. Very disrespectful.
0: <laughs> yeah, but just in general or of this particular film?
1: Um, no, several films. Knocked Up being worse. Mate, I don't know what you want me to say about that. Knocked Up is still a much better film than old school. <laughs> so, oh, so much better. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not though, is it? It is
0: honestly. <laughs> we, not, we put um, it to the, we put it to the test, and it didn't have the metal. This is your it's system good. we're using.
1: I know. I just don't feel others are maybe as objective as myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was not on a year ago, and you're still almost in tears about it. Come on, objectivity and and the
1: one. <laughs> so that wraps us up for today.
0: <laughs> no, no talking points this week, no.
1: Oh yeah, I oh, looked yeah. Arsenal on and got a bit carried away. yeah uh,
0: what's score? No, no. I haven't heard you shout actually. To the question.
1: Well, I'm professional. I think the most I, uh, be- I spoke during a game of football was when we did the Harold and Kumar one and Spurs. I think surrendered a two 0 lead to Sheffield United. There was the one yeah. where Harry Kane fell in, fell over and handballed it, and then the game turned. Real star no, of the I- film. So I mean. We said it's Arnie for Terminator Two. Keenan argued that it's Anderson for Dread. Correct. Is that just because you can't see Carl Urban's face, or just prefer the character.
0: I prefer the character, mate, and I I do genuinely think the, the psychic thing I actually quite enjoyed, which is rare because normally I don't. But I thought it was actually done quite well.
1: There's no fan theories for this one, mainly because every fan theory was then turned into a film for Terminator. So. <laughs> they brought James Cameron back for like the sixth one. I don't know why he saw the others and thought, you know what? Someone was involved in the third, was he?
0: No, Jonathan Mostow directed it.
1: Okay. And he only came back as a producer for one of the later ones, so it was like half committing to it.
0: I didn't know that off the top of my head, by the way. I just happened to be looking at Terminator, Rise of the Three, uh, Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines exactly when you said it.
1: Um, if you could recast one role, Keenan, what would it <laughs>
0: someone be? Who could, someone who can act to play Judge Dredd.
1: <laughs> Which I realise is
0: self-defeating because, like you say, the big part of the reason he got the job was because he was willing to do it without showing his face. Um but just someone, and I also I feel like I'm doing him a bit of a disservice because he's not speaking in his natural accent. But yeah, someone who can act, I would like to play Judge Strad.
1: So I take that as you saying Liam Neeson couldn't act last week as well.
0: Uh, I I gave you I outright gave you my outright gave you my feelings on Liam Neeson as an actor. You
1: gave her a, you gave a quest a, an open ended question last time saying, Do you think he's a good actor? And then said, oh sorry. I, and I
0: also said his dialogue was wooden and it felt like every scene that he was in with his ex-wife was filmed as though they weren't in the same room at the same time. Because oh, they were estranged. Yes. But that doesn't mean they can't hold a conversation like two function adults.
1: But I hope it doesn't happen that maybe one day you'll be divorced and you'll understand how he felt.
0: Fuck me, I'd have to find someone to marry us first kid. Right. so
1: <laughs> we got um, we got we ain't got you ain't got a lot of worries. Seems a better path to go down than maybe you'll, wonder, you'll find out how it feels to have your daughter kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just want to take her to France.
1: Look, I'm taking Arnie out of the Terminator role and I want to see Denzel do it. He wasn't happy with was being Miles. Give me Denzel as the Terminator.
0: Yeah, you could give me Denzel as anything and I'll probably watch it. Guess we skip, Shall we skip
1: next week and go straight to training day?
0: No, because I want you to watch. I want you to watch Enemy of the State. Because I think you, a part of me thinks you'll like it, but also a part of me thinks you're really going
1: to hate it. And I'm excited either way. Might do just to spite you. Hey, all laugh. <laughs> Recast Recasting one role. Any from you, Jack or Sean?
2: Yeah, I was going to go Adam Sandler as Terminator, just because I thought oh, that was hilarious.
1: Get Rob Schneider in there. he have been campaigning <laughs> this, this season for Rob Schneider to get some work. Jay Baruchel didn't appreciate it enough.
2: I, th- I think Will Farrell as Judge Dredd would be interesting as well. <laughs>
1: Jesus. If Denzel turns it down, then we do have a list. No one wanted to see Billy Idol as the T-1000. No. I did think um, the guy that played the T-1000 looked like a... Uh, if Joseph Gordon-Levitt had a slightly rougher life,
3: I was gonna say Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: Is that my
2: that's my that, recap? That is really weird because I was about to say Joseph Gordon-Levitt. As well. I'm <laughs> trying to think of like the sissiest person ever to play the Terminator. Harsh. Oh, he's, he's he's had
1: some man, manly roles. Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
2: Yeah, he probably sissy. <laughs> that's about it. He's the absolute boy. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, I'm not saying I dislike him. You called oh, him okay. sissy? Yeah, he's sissy. I like Jordan, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt, but he is a That's little bit. I
1: heard today about your slurs getting you into trouble, and you're carrying it on you? You've <laughs> not your lesson. Uh, Anna, you
3: had, go on. Anna Kendrick is Anderson. Gosh.
1: Yeah, she's, she's not. she's not got the panache for that.
2: Amy Schumer is Anderson. We
1: don't need to see Amy Schumer in anything.
2: <laughs> Ah, fuck it black up. hole maybe <laughs> 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 I've touched him so to I've desecrated uh, his secret film and now he wants blood
1: No, it, I, it's just one of them where I, I resent people who their class is funny because they're fat I mean I should be a millionaire if that's how these <laughs> things work and clearly it's not and Amy Schumer, skinny Amy Schumer she didn't get any work like Rebel Wilson as well. Don't get me started on air. If you had to add Tom Cruise or The Rock to each movie, which would you choose? I do feel The Rock is Terminator is an easy pick there.
0: I would have taken The Rock as the T-1000, maybe. Oh, if it's I slightly... was going to
3: put The Rock in dread. But... Okay. Maybe Cruise is the... You change it so Sarah Connor is Tom Cruise instead.
1: I think Tom Cruise could do Dread. He'd look tiny oh, on that no. motorbike.
3: I don't think he yeah. could be Dread. I don't think he's got that.
1: You don't think he's got the chops for it?
3: <laughs> he hasn't got the chops for it, no.
1: Not gravelly enough in the voice. We don't have any. Uh... Rex Ryan Hall of Fame inductees this week
3: there isn't any Rex Ryan is there any Leslie Manns
1: I mean Lena Headey is looking ropey in this but <laughs> dare I <Yeah>. say <laughs> it's
0: a rough old life art
1: what about Miles' wife I can't remember what she looks like
0: no me neither
1: describe it to us
3: <laughs> I can't either. I was just
1: <laughs> reaching. I think that does do us for.
0: Uh, you've, wanted, you've wanted this to go for so long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks again for listening to another edition of uh, Movie Madness. We'll be back next <laughs> Hopefully, a chirpier episode. I um, feel like I've been let down a bit here, Sean mainly.
3: Hey, hey, I feel like, before we end, I feel like Miles' wife could get in the Leslie Man Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, wait, well, Google. Therese,
3: have a Teresa, Teresa Dyson. Right, Teresa
1: it's Dyson.
2: So
1: <laughs> the worst thing is, I don't think Jack even knows what the Leslie Man Hall of Fame is.
2: No, I don't. <laughs> uh, every week, I'll You should not <laughs> you, you, you should but
0: you would, basically, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is it? He's just explained exactly
1: it
0: to you. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't, but you would. It's such a disrespect to Leslie well. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Gen- genuinely.
1: You might put it a bit
2: harsh. Let's <laughs> I-, I thought it was sort of completely different.
1: No. It's like they're not top tier fit, but they're just the one below. <laughs> <laughs> The issue, Jack. Is
3: everyone has a
1: different definition of what it is. <laughs> well, we said that um, Heather from American Pie should be in there, and Keenan, absolute tantrum.
0: Which one's Heather? <laughs> no, I wanted to. Oh no, yeah, no, you are right. No, there. you didn't. I
2: thought no, it was Jessica you wanted to put in there, right? Jessica is in there. She was the oh, first okay. inductee. I think oh, this is okay. a disservice to Leslie Mann. <laughs> no, exactly Leslie, Mann just just,
1: Leslie Mann is just <laughs> that's just how the conversation started <laughs> See, I, I, it, I thought it was I
2: thought it was literally just Google her
3: for like in terms of the actors characters where it's like late
1: 30s 40s 50s Maura for the, the mum from Liar Liar got in
0: yeah, she did yeah. Yeah,
1: she did. She did. Yeah,
3: and then deservedly so.
1: So anyway, I think that does just about do us. So uh, the uh third time. Thanks again.
3: So is Teresa getting in?
1: She's no, in. Not from there. Don't
3: worry about it, she's in. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: need the we need the number. <laughs> she's second ballot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh all right then the boys. Well, we shall see you later.
1: We'll be back. Goodbye
2: uh <laughs>